0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Welcome to Off the Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views from a big week in footy.
2: The Queensland
1: Rose and Billy Slater have done it again. The 2023 State of Origin Champions... Once again. Yeah, they have
3: done it again. Billy Slater outsmarting the New South Walshman. Once again, two years in a row now. He's only his first two years in coaching the Maroons, and it was a pretty impressive performance by the Queensland side across the first two games. On Wednesday night at Suncorp Stadium in front of 52,500 people. Very comprehensive, I've got to say. So if you're a Maroons fan, you're listening to that, you've still got a smile on your face. Because on Thursday night, Queensland also officially won the Women's State of Origin trophy as well in the in the two State of Origin matches that were played between the women as well. So it's all a sea of maroon at the moment. If you're a Blues fan, unfortunately, well, you can salvage pride for Game 3 and then look forward to 2024. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more because on the show, we've got Rugby League Royalty Steve Beaver Menzies to talk about. Not only how's he feeling as an ex-player, but also a Blues fan, but also he's been under the tutelage of Des Hasler at Manly for many years and as we heard throughout Thursday the termination of Titans coach Justin Holbrook and he will be replaced by the incoming coach in 2024, Des Hasler. Chris Nelson will be here also for Racing Queensland for his tips throughout the weekend which has been an amazing winter carnival for Queensland. Uh, so let's start our running hot segment for Ream, manufacturing in Australia for over 80 years and I'll bring in Cowan here as well is going to assist me today. How are you, Co?
4: Yeah, good mate. Absolutely chomping at the bit. Uh, well, you were
3: up there on Wednesday
4: night, mate. Great atmosphere at Suncorp, wasn't it?
3: Is that the first Origin you gave? No, you've been to Origin before, uh, haven't mate. You? I
4: went o o th- uh, three. Okay. actually, yeah, yeah, at Suncorp. That so. was
3: the reopening of. That was the opening of Suncorp. That yeah. last game in two thousand and three.
4: I was uh, Cam I was,
3: Smith's first game. I was a little tacker. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember it. How old were you in 2003? Oh, i got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was
4: born in, uh, what, 1994. Okay, so, so you were... There's six years there to 20. So, so you were nine. It was nine. There you go.
3: There you go. Yeah, and you good. still remember it. Yep. Yes, as we said, the Maroons retained the shield on Wednesday night. Uh, 32 points to six. Very comprehensive. 10-0 at half time, But it all came down to, I suppose, one moment in the first half, which was... Daly Cherry Evans' chase on Stephen Crichton when it's 4-0 in the 30th minute. And who knows how the game may have played out if Stephen Crichton scores that try and potentially go up 6-4 leading into halftime.
4: Call that a 12-point turnaround, right?
3: Absolutely, because the very next set of six, because they defended that set of six, Mm. the Maroons, and the very next set of six, Pat Carrigan gets an offload to Daly Cherry Evans. How he found the energy to to support him on the inside, get into open space, they score that very next their very next few plays, they score. So, uh, how, did,
4: how did New South Wales not score when Crichton went through? That's well, what I want to know.
3: And that's, I suppose that's what we want to touch on. You know, where did New South Wales lose it? Well, I think they lose it first and foremost with selections. Mm. Um, I feel as though that there's probably some players like Campbell Graham. I think Cody Walker needed to be introduced. I think if they're going into game two, I think Adam Reynolds... If you're not looking at longevity, but you're looking just for the series win, don't worry about next year and the year after and how we're going to de- develop and blood players and the Blues. Try and get the win now. And if the Blues, I think you would have picked Reynolds and Cody Walker. Now, Cody Walker, of course, had that quad injury, mm. but they could have nursed him through because he's actually playing this weekend for yep. South Sydney. Um, I think that probably would have been a better chance for, for, by, by getting points on the board. But outside of that, Queensland look more connected as a group. They look more urgent. And what I mean by that is in the moment, moments that matter, little tiny moments in the game, and it might be something like a player gets beaten defensively, another player is there straight away to help his teammate out. A ball hits the ground. Mm. You watch how many times a Maroons player is on the ball and putting his head over the ball for fear of getting kicked, need a head clash, whatever it may be when, a, when a, blue play, a blue player is still standing there to see how they react to it. So i um, trying not to play favourites here, just trying to look at it from a neutral and open mind. I just think Queensland are far more urgent in those critical little moments throughout a game.
4: Lindsay Collins tackle on Jerome Lewis. I think Val Holmes comes, he misses. Lindsay Collins nails him. Lewis knocks the ball on the whole Queensland team run in. It just... It just So much more energy I I witnessed on Wednesday night. So that's, how does Billy get the boys into that frame of mind is whatever it is,
3: next up mentality. Well, it's about legacy. Mm -hmm. How do you want to be remembered as an origin team? How do you want to be remembered as an origin player? How do you want to be remembered as a, as a teammate in origin? So in five, 10, 15 years time, when you're all sitting around as old men in 15, 20 years time, you start talking about origin series. Uh, you mentioned as a, a guy that they loved playing alongside, and outside of that, he's he's continued the mal Meninga legacy, which was it's all about connecting with the community and realizing how important it is to wear a Queensland jersey. Now, I'm not saying New South it means more to Queensland than it does New South Wales. I, I don't think that's that's true. It's, I think that they just execute it better. Now, we spoke about this on Wednesday night during the the SEN coverage of our Maroons. Parochial call, and there's a sign before before they run out for Queensland. There's a sign that says above the above the the dressing room door as you walk out, and it's a sign that says Queensland expects you to do your duty. Now that's a famous line from the former manager of the Origin side, Dick Tossiterner. He just mm. said Queensland expects you to do your duty. You're, you're not you're not playing for yourself. You're actually playing for. A population queensland. you're playing for the people out in the west who have had droughts and floods and whatever it may be so and i know that they all happen through new south wales as well droughts and floods and hardship but for some reason it it just the message gets through easier to queensland players oh, i don't know what it is now don't get me wrong new, new south wales have had their times when they've really dominated queensland as well especially through the 90s when phil gould was coaching um, through the 2000s when Phil Gould was coaching again. And then Freddie himself was coached to two winning State of Origin series on the back of having some pretty key players like Luttrell and and uh, Tom Trebojevic and Jake Trebojevic and co. So he's missing some quality. I know Cameron Munster missed game three last year and Queensland were able to win at Suncorp. But if if Queensland lost Cam Munster and... Maybe Tino Fassour Malawi or Harry Grant, if you lost two or three of them, like New South Wales have lost Luttrell and have lost Tom Troboevich and have lost Jake Treboevich, I'm not sure I'm not sure the result would be the same. It'd be a lot closer anyway. Mm. Yeah, I anticipated if Queensland scored two early tries on on Wednesday night that they would win comfortably. I thought if New South Wales were going to win. It was going to be on the back of a Mitchell Moses field goal. Or a late penalty goal or whatever it may be, but completely blown off the park. Of course, losing Tommy Troboyovich to that and it's heartbreaking to see the great any player miss the rest of the season, but Tomichovic to go down early with that torn peck. That was that was tough to watch.
4: Let's talk about uh the halfback. Yep.
3: Mitchell Moses. I thought he had a pass mark. I yep. thought he wasn't too bad actually. Mm-hmm. I thought he actually threatened Queens on a number of occasions. He, he tried his heart out. Mm. I did
4: see there was a couple of plays where they looked like they were just running through the motions. Like in his head, he dropped what he dropped a player under and it, 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 he didn't like go to the line enough. He just kind of just dropped him under. and it was I don't know whether he was trying to set up the next play, but it, it, it kind of looked like it they'd practiced it, right? And he wasn't playing what was in front of him. Not on every occasion, but that's what I saw a few times.
3: I've got to say, down the right-hand side, there was a couple of occasions where Mitch Moses went down a short side and he was he had numbers, but his centre and winger left him stranded. Mm. So it made it easy for Queensland defensively. So um, the big question is for Game 3, New South Wales, do you – now, for Queensland, it's about a clean sweep. Last clean sweep was 2010 when Queensland had that amazing, amazing run. I think Craig Bellamy was the coach of New South Wales back then. Mal Meninga, of course, the coach of Queensland. So the the question is, for Queensland, do they start blooding players into the starting team? Um, for New, do they blood like a Corey Horsburgh? I think so. For New South Wales, do they do, they do a clean out? Mm. Do they look at... Started to blood players like Nico Hines, do they bring Cody Walker in, even though he's in his early 30s? Is that looking to the future, or are you looking to save pride? I think there's
4: as much pressure on Freddie in Game 3 as there was in Game 2. Mm. If, they, if Queensland win this, clean sweep. It's
3: pretty embarrassing.
4: Mate, you've you, you got to change something up. I listened to him yesterday at the airport. And Freddie said,
3: "Oh, you know, um, yeah,
4: we'll we'll have a look at it, and um, you know whether the players last night get another run,
3: or you know we we do make some changes. We'll have to see who's fit. Well, he's, the morning after the game is still emotional. Mm. So, and he's I, I've got to say you've got to take your hat off to him for staying controlled and and not make any sort of rash decisions while you are emotional. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, one of the big talking points was Damien Cook." Coming onto the field. Now we're we'll calling the game. We saw Tom Trabojevic go over the dead ball line. He's been taken off by the trainers. Damien Cook running up and down the sideline with an interchange card. He goes on to left centre and Steve Crichton goes to right centre. And we think, okay, well, it's probably not going to stay that way. Uh, but it did stay that way. Now, Freddie and Brandy have said that they trained for that throughout the week. And they said to Damien Cook, if a centre goes down, well, that's the way it's going to play out. That intrigues me. Now, I know that Damon Cook is quick. He's played fullback before. He's had a little bit of experience in the, in the halves, but not at NRL level mm. and de- definitely not at, uh, at the origin level. So, I was, again, it comes down to your selections. And I know we can say that in hindsight, but there are so many scenarios that you've got to throw up before you choose a team, and you've got to be able to fulfil a majority of those scenarios. Now, if a centre goes down, it's really difficult to cover that position. But with the new HIA rules, you see a lot of NRL teams carrying outside back. They may not get on the field. Mm. But you've got to carry them just in case. So this is where the argument, why wasn't Matt Burton there? You know, Why weren't some of those players that can play in multiple positions picked? Now, the argument is, well, if we didn't want to make that decision, you've still got Isaiah Yo, who has played in the centres in the NRL for mm. Penrith. So he, he's a player that is used to defending in that position. You've got Cam Murray, who Rugby Union are trying to poach to come across as an inside centre and has played centre at Rugby Union level, mm. admittedly not at NRL level. So it defeats the argument of why you'd put Cook there. But Oseo Yo's a player that's played quite extensively early on in his career as a centre. When he had to fill in at Penrith for a number of weeks, mm. so you'd think you'd Isaiah would go there, and you bring Cam Murray on in the natural lock position, where he was actually their most dangerous player when he came on the field, and you allow Mit uh, uh, Reese Robson and Damien Cook still to rotate in that hooker, hooker position.
4: So that's what, what if New South Wales start Damien Cook, right? Mm-hmm. Reese is on the bench. Tommy gets injured, right? You put Cam Murray in the centres. Well,
3: we're talking about that, but. Cam Murray, it proved that when he came on at lock that he was the most dangerous player. If you put him at centre, mm. that danger is taken out of the equation. Right. Yep. Okay. So I think you'll find that that Cam Murray will be the lock in game three. Well,
4: what I'm what I'm getting at, New South Wales saying that Robson is a better hooker than Cook.
3: Now what they're saying is Reese Robson starts the game because defensively he can get through a lot of work defensively, mm. and you don't want Damien Cook making. Well, at half time, Reese Robson had 26 tackles. Right. You don't want Damien Cook doing 26 tackles no. by half time. You want him fresh, coming on explosive out of dummy half. That's what you want. But that was taken out of the equation when you put him in the centres. So he's not a threat anymore.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: He, was, he was beat, I've got to say, he's tried so hard, Damien Cook. He tried really hard, scored their only try, playing in a position that he's not used to. Admittedly, he picked up a loose ball and used his speed and his power to, to score. But. Um, Unfortunately, he, he got isolated, and that's what Queensland did. They looked out there and they went, "Oh, there's Daniel Cook. That's where we're going. We're gonna we're gonna find some love through there." And Jeremiah and Nano went through and beat him on the inside, and he, he um he palmed off Mitch Moses, mm. and or was it Isaiah? Uh, no, it was no, it was Jerome Luai, palmed him off and got into open space, and then they put a crossfield kick. And Damien Cook went up for the ball, and Josh Adokar took him out, and Jeremiah Nane scores. So he became a target straight yeah. away. Yeah.
4: So mate, uh, the big question: What do they do in game three? If you're if you're a selector for New South Wales, what are you doing?
3: I'm making some changes, yep. but I'm, I'm not. I'm making them not to save face, mm-hmm. because we've lost a series, whether it's two-one or three-nil. It doesn't matter. You lost a series. I'm making some changes for some players that I guarantee, or sorry, that I that I deliberately want to try and give more time to and just tease them a little bit about how much how how powerful Origin is Mm. when you get a taste of it, that you want more. So give them a taste and let them soak that up. And then all the way through the preseason, they're thinking about playing Origin twenty twenty four. They come in the pre-season, the, the origin camps that they pick, some pre-origin camps for players, and they're champing at the bit. And then by the time origin time comes around, selection comes around, you've got a player that's had a taste, wants more of it, is hungry for it, and is willing to do whatever he can to beat Queensland. That's, that's what I'd do. I'd, I wouldn't be trying to protect getting a whitewash mm. of 3-0. Because the record books will show in five or ten years' time that you lost a series anyway. Whether it's 3-0 or 2-1, I think you've got to blood a couple of players. Not too many, but I think you've got to blood some players that you think are part of the future. Who's
4: the most obvious that you'd put in?
3: Put me on the spot here. Who's the most obvious? Well, I think they picked one in Stefano Toikamanu, mm. who I think was a little bit like a deer in the headlights Yep. as a young player. Got in there and tried his best, but... I think it was sort of beaten to the punch on most of the times. But it, so they've already played their played their hand with one of those players. It's one uh, player. Campbell Graham is one. Boom. Yeah. Has to have a run. Yeah, Campbell Graham is one. Um, now, there's a lot of questions around James Tedesco. I, I hate questioning a champion. So I always think he deserves the benefit of the doubt. But who's a fullback? Ryan Papanau's if he comes back. If he comes back from injury this year, you would have to start – looking at him as a, playing some role whether he comes off the bench and Teddy's fullback but you're just grooming him for for Teddy's role so i mean there's there's a couple mm. to think about
4: do you reckon the the bunnies let Latrell Mitchell play in game 3 if it's a dead rubber uh
3: i wouldn't mm. yeah and i'd i'd think south would be happy for him not to play but it's easy f- it's easy for us to say that when an Origin jersey is up for grabs, yeah. and we're sitting here saying, "Oh, it doesn't mean much for New South Wales compared to what it means for Queensland," so when in, when an Origin jersey is up for grabs, you should want to play it.
2: Oh, definitely. I mean,
3: you should want to play. You should. You should probably never make a decision saying, "Oh, I'm not going to play because if I get injured, I'm, I'm not going to be right for my club team." So that adds fuel to the fire about it. It means more than Queensland from Queensland and New South Wales when. If there's an origin jersey up for grabs and Latrell is fit, Latrell should be saying, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to try and save face for for my state. So let's see how that plays out anyway. Uh, We didn't even get to Justin Holbrook. Oh, we've got time. We've got time to get to Justin Holbrook? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about We're going to do that now. We're going to do that next. Yeah, we're going to do that now. We'll do that now. Justin Holbrook, of course. Uh, terminated effective immediately. Des Hasler take the reins in 2024 at the Gold Coast Titans. Jim Lenahan, the assistant coach, is the interim for the remainder of the season. Now, Steve Mitchell, the CEO, it's never easy. It's never easy to make this decision. And uh, Steve Mitchell was on Patton Heels on SENQ Friday morning. He was asked about why Holbrook was terminated.
5: Never easy. This uh, and uh, obviously, has it has this been brewing? Uh, as Danny Widler suggested, it's been a ten day affair. Or, or, or how long has this whole this whole thing taken? Uh, well, it's the end result of you know we've been working on our high performance and our, our footy um, area and, and the environment for. Well over twelve months, um, we've been—you know—we've—we've we've got a promise to our um, our fan base and stakeholders, especially stakeholders in the community, to to perform at the uh, at the highest possible level, and that is to bring a premiership to the Gold Coast in the in the foreseeable future, in the coming years. Um, and uh, the Gold Coast has never been in that position. I think, we're, you know, from an organizational point of view, at times it's had the promise, um, but um, you know, this is something that uh, is a charter and a mandate of the club. Um, we think we've got to. A number of things right, but we also think there's areas that we need to improve in. And after a, a good 12 months of um, fairly rigorous working around that space, we we think we've got our play group right. We think we've got the high performance area right, and the conditioning as well. And, uh, from a you know, tactical and other coaching piece, we we believe we need a, a premiership winning coach who can come in and, and uh, you know take us uh, through to uh, through to the top end of the ladder and, and play in finals footy consistently, and then and then achieve that success. Um, so. If, uh, we, uh, we did a lot of work um, trying to uh, get the current um, environment up to that point um, and um, resourced it, put a lot of support around it and other. there.
3: So, what he's trying to say there basically is that Justin Holbrooks has got us to a point, but we don't think he can take us any further. Like, we don't think he's going to be a premiership winning coach. Um, I hope this is not reactionary. Uh, I'm hearing that Des Hasler was on the market. And it was just a matter of which club was going to snap him up. And I hope this is not reactionary. I hope, and don't get me wrong. He's a premiership winning coach. He's taken the Bulldogs and the the Manly Seagulls to multiple finals over the years and grand finals as well. So on the face value of it all, it, it makes sense, Mm. but I just hope they haven't reacted because they've heard that he's on the market. Another club might snap him up. And if we don't make a decision now, we're going to miss him. Interestingly, Steve Mitchell has said we think we're in the right space from a high-performance and a conditioning point of view. I've got to disagree with that because they've capitulated late in second half this year on a number of occasions. And that comes down to, one, lack of maturity and experience in positions, and two, your game conditioning, your game performance, your high performance. So I've got to question that a little bit. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. And, you know, Maddie uh, sorry, uh, our colleague... Matty Rogers said on Sports Day throughout the week, he thinks it's the most proactive decision by the Titans in the last 10 years because we didn't read about it. There were no whispers. There mm-hmm. was no leaks. So that means it's happened quickly. That means it's happened quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's been a long period. But but in saying that, is he hard done by, Justin Holbrook? I think he is. Whether it's the right decision or not, time will tell, okay? But on the face value right now, they're sitting ninth, okay, Yes, they've had three buys, but still they're just sitting on the cusp of the top eight with half a season to go. You've got one Origin to go. You finally get Verrills, Foreign, AJ back, Jaden Campbell on the bench, which is a great strike weapon. Round seventeen now with Origin, I think I'd like to say that it, that he would have de- I think he deserved till at least round twenty three to see where they're where they're placed then and then start making some decisions. But mm. I don't think time was on their side. Really quickly, Mel Meninga, of course, is a senior advisor at the Gold Coast Titans. Um, he doesn't envisage himself being a part of the Titans moving forward. This is what he had to say on um, Jimmy Smith's show, SEN, on Thursday.
2: When did you know that Justin Holbrook would not be coach?
5: I, I didn't know it till today, which you know, obviously disappoints me a little bit, You know, being a, a senior advisor there. But... Um... They rang me this morning, and I don't know how I feel about it either. I feel a bit ostracised as well, Jimmy. You know, with all right. this, I've got I've got a bit of thinking to do, you know, in the next few days around, you know, what I do.
2: Uh, do you anticipate your continued involvement with the Gold Coast Titans with Des no, being their coach? I w-
5: no, I wouldn't think so with Desi. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't envisage obviously being part of the, the club moving forward either.
3: That's massive. That's huge news, and. Um, it's either bad communication by the Gold Coast Titans or it's a way they want to try and tell him that maybe we don't need your services moving forward. But either way, that's that's a really tough conversation that's, that's to be had with, with Mel Meninga, which is um, also quite an intimidating one mm. you know, for some people as well. So uh, it's going to be interesting how this all plays out. Like I said, time will tell whether it's the right decision. Don't get me wrong, Des Azla is a really good appointment just purely based on historically how good he's been at clubs, but also, um, loves a beach, loves his dollar too. Yeah. He's got his first ever, ever dollar he ever, he ever ran. Yeah, right. A good part about that is we get to talk to Steve Menzies and mm. we had him on the show throughout the week and we're going to talk to him about Des Hazard as well. Of course about the blues, but also about Des Hazard and what he will bring to the Gold Coast Titans. This is Off The Bench, and if your hot water needs replacing, go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. More
1: Off The Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off The Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Now, Davis, little kick, early kick. Got to sit
2: up, got to sit up. Oh, she did well. Finally, getting it down was Tanatani. She had the presence of mind to stop and wait and get the kick, and then she had to stay in the in goal area, and she did it. And New South Wales get the first try. Brighenshaw out the back to Aiken. Aiken, Tasman Gray, full of running. Now she's got up there on the outside. Gives it away. Finds the faster player, and the faster player finds the try. Now they go left hand side. Tasman Gray has been a handful all night. Oh! One handed pass round the corner, if you don't mind, and then a release. Emily Bass has got across and scored after two miracle offloads from Queensland. Briginshaw out the back, a running Aiken, a running Aiken. Got straight through Aiken, gets to Tomogado, too strong. That's what we didn't want for New South Wales the danger of Aiken. They come back to the left hand side. Fuimono out the back, Tomogado, great release, and offload. Panatani gets across for the second. Lovely interchange of passing. That's how you do a cookie. And New South Wales score down a left edge. They couldn't do it last night at Suncorp. They do it at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Mm. Sinead Zolka kicks it. You can't He's do he that. He's leading with the foot. You cannot do that. That's a penalty. This could be a penalty try here. Right on New South Wales. Keep it in hand. No, she kicks it. She's kicked it and she's kicked it straight to Tamika Upton. That is poor game awareness from New South Wales. Queensland have lost and won. Yeah, the highlights
3: there, called by the great Jimmy Smith for State of Origin, Airpoll State of Origin, Game 2 and no Game 3 with the Women's State of Origin, which a lot of people are scratching their head, but I've got to say, at least the game's advancing from one game to two games. As you just heard then, one by New South Wales in the end, 18 points, sorry, 18 points to 14, but the aggregate scores between the two teams is decides the winner. So overall, I'm going to try and not give everyone a headache <laughs> here, 18-10, Queensland won game one. They lost the game 18-14, game two. So you add both scores up, 32-28, mm-hmm. and Queensland wins by four points. Okay. So, New South Wales had to win by nine points, mm-hmm. okay, to win the series, which they're unable to. Yeah, the talking point is the penalty tried to, uh, against Jazalka, the, the Queensland centre, who was outstanding all night, um, defending uh, Isabella Kelly. She was amazing. Uh, how did I see the game? I thought it was tough. It was exciting. It was skillful, but frustrating because there's only two games. Now, the fullback for Queensland, Tamika to to Upton, she yeah. was – interviewed by the ABC she actually said after the game it's crap that was her words it, it's crap because they've won the series but they lost game two there's a sort of a little feeling of emptiness there still exciting they would have loved to go to a decider so I
4: think three games next year
3: well let's hope let's hope let's Surely. hope there's 18 and fans at Queensland Country Bank Stadium which is outstanding outstanding it well, was that's the biggest crowd officially for a women's match as well, That's a women's awesome. origin. Yeah, it's outstanding. So what the we're game. seeing is the, is the game is continuing to advance. The NRLW has got more teams in the comp this year, will continually increase. And I've got to say, it is refreshing to watch the style of rugby league that the women are playing. So let's get to a break on Off the Bench. And up next, we've got the great manly New South Wales and Australian back row, Steve Beaver-Menzies.
1: More off the bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search off the bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Welcome back. This is off the bench NRL.
2: It's come from it to Beaver. He got it away for Robertson. He got it back for the Beaver. No! Steve Menzies has scored. Hang on. Oh, no. Menzies is over the yes. line. <laughs> Menzies has scored in the grand final, his departing grand final. Wow.
3: Who passed the ball to him, Rat? I don't know. Oh, he had a blinder, the man who had the try assist. I don't know. Who who was it? I'm pretty sure it was Michael Robertson. Was it? Beaver? Beaver, is
0: that correct? Hey, boys, how are we doing? It was Michael Robertson. Nice. And you know he'd scored three tries before he passed that ball. And I was thinking, literally... When I passed it to him, I thought, mate, he scored three tries. I wonder if anyone's ever scored four tries in a grand final. And then I went, oh, he's passed it back to me. (laughs) I I literally thought if I was him, I would try and score four tries. (laughs) Uh, That's all went through my head within about half a second.
3: Yeah, wow. Well, it was your last game for your beloved Seagulls. 477 first-class games for Seagulls in the UK. Mm. 20 origins for the Blues. 13 tests. For the kangaroos, Beaver, and so the most obvious question after last night:
0: Are you hurting as a as a Blues man? Oh, yeah, it's a bit. It's, it was tough to watch. Um, look, they they were in it. You know, I thought I thought that there was patches in that first half that they you know had the ascendancy, and they just they didn't take chances. Um, you know, I think there was through through it four times, like centre to winger to full-back to winger when passes didn't hit the man and hit the ground and you know in Origin you need to take those chances and we go in two tries down at half time and then that was it.
3: On the personal side also Beave you know your former teammate for Australia and New South Wales is, is the coach as well in in Freddie and, and you'd hate seeing him
0: hurting as well. Yeah look it's obviously tough you know I think you know what Freddie's done for the for the boys has been amazing and um, you know I think he's a good a good coach, it's sort of hard to, you know, when you're not winning games and, you know, it sort of tends to come back to the coaches. But, um, you know, I'd still love to see Freddie there, for sure.
6: Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a good point, Beav. He's, he's done so much for New South Wales. He's a, he's a great man in rugby league. And, you know, even as a Queenslander, I, I, I struggle seeing the, the great Brad Fittler struggle in this situation. Mate, what do you think New South Wales do from here in game three? Do they... Do they bring in some fresh blood and, and think, right, we've got to change some things moving forward, let's start it now? Or do they give these guys the opportunity to you know win some pride back against Queensland?
0: Well, I think they've sort of brought in enough in the last year or two. I don't think you lose a couple of games and say, we've got to change everyone to start building. You know, the last 12 months, two years, they've been in, in a position to win games, that's... That, you know, game one this year, game one last year. There's it's it, it's such a, a small, you know, a minor you know, difference between the teams. Yeah, the scores can blow out, but um, yeah, you know, I think this is a where you know it, it's rather than bringing new people in, it, it's yeah you know, here's a, a they can win three 0 It's an opportunity to show us you know what what you're made of. And I know that was a chance for game two. There was no tomorrow. but it, it's more of a well, let me see. This is, you know, What do you want to, what do you want to play for? Do you, you know, show me this is this is your opportunity? Yeah. Now, Beev, you're a player that obviously played primarily in the
3: back row, but when needed to defend in the centres and play in the centres, you you did that from many time through your nearly 500 first-class games. So, Damien Cook, I've got to say, I've got to take my hat off to him. He, yeah, he just went I on. If I'm efforts. going to have to play centre, I'll do what I have to do for the side. For a player that like yourself who who wouldn't primarily play in the centers explain to the listeners how difficult that would have been for, for him, especially to defend in one of the most difficult
0: positions to defend in. Yeah. Well, you think defending in the middle is hard because you're doing lots of tackle tackles and you're up and back. And when you're in the centers, you don't, you know, there's not as much effort on effort type things, but in the middle, there's a guy, you know, a meter and a half to your left and a meter and a half to your right. So it's, It's really, you know, they're not doing those block plays and you need communication from the inside. It's a really, it's... These guys can defend in those positions and he did an amazing job for for someone that plays in the middle as a hooker. But on the edges, you need to be comfortable. You need to understand the guy inside you. Does he, you know, does he pretend, you know, is his habit to turn his shoulders in but then he can still get out to cover the guy outside you. These little subtleties can when you're not used to defending next to someone can freak you out. If someone turns in, you think he's not going to, you know, I need to hit the next guy, come in. Um, Yeah. And then he turns and gets it. So it's, it's really difficult making those split second decisions. Do I go in? Do I not go in? Is he going to cover the inside? What's his talk like? It, It can be really difficult. So it's, you know, I take my hat off to him too. I thought he did an amazing job. It just, it was always going to be tough to have someone that doesn't defend out there against you know, the, the calibre of players that um, Queensland had on the outside. Like they had a couple of half chances. And they, they scored pretty much all of them. Like that's, when, when teams are doing that, it doesn't matter how good you're defending. Um, that, that was classic.
6: Yeah. Mate, did you see any glaring differences between the teams that you thought, wow, New South Wales need to shift? and do that for game three, that you think, well, if we can do that, we'll compete with these guys. Because it it became a bit of a, not like you say, can, the game can get away from you, but there's still so much talent in that New South Wales side. Yeah, look, it's just, just little things, you know. I just think,
0: you know, they probably just beat us to the punch. You know, in, in all the little aspects, just the little kick chases, that, whether it be a cross kick or, you know, they, it, I always like, and you know, it's been said before, if you just, if you're watching T V if you pause it, how, how many blue jerseys in the picture, how many maroon jerseys in the picture, whether it's you've got the ball, whether you're defending, whether it's, um, you know, you're covering defence, um, cover defence, like every moment, how many players do you have in the picture? It just means, you know, what effort you're, putting, um, you're willing to go to. And I think that, you know, that second half, unfortunately, for, for the Blues, they just beat us to those, those little effort things. Yeah. Well, the big
3: news out of the Gold Coast Titans today, be which you would have heard about, was the, the termination of Justin Holbrook and your old your old coach, Desi Hasler, coming into the role as of 2024. I mean, it's, it's obvious what he's going to bring. He's going to bring some high standards. They'll train hard, whatever it may be. But what else can they expect from Desi? Well, he, he
0: will bring his own style of... Um, yeah, you know, the, the the culture that he he brings to a club, yeah, uh, you know, he supports the boys and backs the boys to the hilt. That, that'll be his priority, and he'll let them know that. Um, yeah, he'll be a hard marker. Yeah, you know, I think one of the, the the greatest things he has is the expectation that um, someone like a Desi brings. Um, people will be, yeah, you know, they'll expect more from themselves because Desi's standing there watching. So there's. A lot of things you're going to bring. Um, yeah, you know, obviously it's yeah uh, you know, tough when any coach leaves or, or, or gets asked to leave mid, mid-season. Um, so it's obviously that tough. But Desi's got an opportunity, and um, yeah, you know, in those Desi works best when the boys, the team, the clubs are under the pump. So um, you know it, it sort of might suit um, the the way he works in his best. Best conditions.
6: Mate, as may as an operator uh, with Desi at the helm, is he, is he is is he the sort of coach that's across everything, or does he does he have a lot of people that look after different areas, or is Desi he's one and all? Uh, well, he
0: he would like to he likes to control most of what goes on in his line of vision um, around the football department. Um, that's I think that's the way he sort of works. Mostly, um, previously, I'm not sure how it's sort of structured up there. But Dazzy will have people around him, but he'll be um, he'll be pulling the strings. Yeah. Will he? Will he upset a few? Um. I don't think he, he goes there to upset a few, but there's um, people that will be, yeah, you know, maybe ruffling
6: a few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ruff, ruffle a few feathers. is probably a better way. But it, it might be what's required, Sats.
3: Well, if he has to, to pay for coffee most mornings, he'll, he'll upset a few then when he refuses to pay, one not he, Beaver?
6: Yeah, well, the, bo-
0: the boys will get to understand that when Desi says, it's your shout, and then the boys pay him, and then they expect him to shout one back, and you don't see him, or he doesn't have his wallet with him <laughs> at the time he asks. So those uh, those feathers will be ruffled early.
3: Yeah. Now, um, before we let you go, Boob, we know how much you love your golf. Have you? Because Rat walks in most days, and he's, you know, he's he's upset with himself. I said, "What's the matter, Rat?" He goes, "Oh, I shot two over today. I'm filthy on myself." <laughs> no. So Have you been playing much golf?
6: No, I haven't. I
0: haven't. I've just um, just joined Manly Golf Club, so I'm, I was down a couple of last couple of weeks, done some little pitching and chipping. Nice. So.
6: Where the money, oh, mate, that, the that's where the money's made, Beaver. Yeah, right around the greens, mate. Yeah, you know the drive. drill.
0: <laughs> and I'm playing off 18,
6: so I'm trying, oh, I've got it straight down.
4: Come on, I've <laughs> played, I'm
0: playing, mate. I, the drive, I remember mate. playing
6: golf with you on Kangaroo Tours, and mate, you were far from an 18, mate. You were very, you were a lot shorter than that. So I'd take you any day as a partner off 18, mate. Oh,
0: it's
6: a deal. Yeah. <laughs> when are we on? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steve Menzies, uh, the
3: greatest try scoring forward we've ever seen in the game. Oh, and mate, that's another right. one,
6: Beaver. Alex Johnson is is inches away from overtaking you. Yeah, you must be excited watching his try scoring feats. Yeah, look, look, he yeah, he's a natural try scorer. He can
0: sniff out a try. He knows where to be. He's um, no, it, he's class to watch. He's classy to watch. I think he's only got a few more and he'll go past. But um, you know, all these types of records are will be beaten. Um, and and when players like that go past you, it's you yeah, know, hope. Do you believe it's it? It's I don't, I don't, I don't believe Beaver. Beaver's he's,
3: death riding. He's, he's, he's just a, death riding. Beaver's too nice. Oh, jeez, I hope AJ does no, a hamstring.
0: No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Look, he's quality. Like, you see him score tries that other players can't. Like, yeah. you, know, you know, when he gets the ball, you think he'll score that try.
6: Yeah. Um, you can find the line. So,
0: look, it's it's humbling to see guys go like that, go past you. That, that's not
3: well, Beef, uh, as we said earlier on, we know you're hurting today, as are a lot of New South Wales fans, but uh, it's great that you've taken time out to have a chat to Rat and I. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Sit up straight, Rat.
1: Well, look. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Ah,
3: yes, it is. And what a massive week it has been for Queensland in rugby league with the men's state of origin, the women's state of origin, the winter carnival has been amazing, especially the weather. It's really looked after Queensland. This man is all over it, and that
7: man is Chris Nelson. How are you, Nelson? I'm going well, thanks, Sats. Uh, good evening to you. Yeah,
3: yeah, Rat's usually here, but he's just... So every TV channel wants him at the moment. So the project, the project want him at the moment. So oh, really? Yeah. So he's on the project at the moment. So this is why it's just myself and, and co.
4: Well, we're talking to a celebrity. Was is that? He's oh, yeah, been definitely. staying in a 10 star hotel.
7: Nelson, are you out of your robe yet, mate? I did have a couple of days down, uh, down your way, guys, uh, on the Goldie. And uh, yeah, I flipped this um, 28th floor of this place uh, in Broadbeach. And Cohen knows. I sent him a video of uh, how good it looked. To tell you what, it was pretty good. You you send, back there again? Did you
3: send him the video of you in, in said robe or not? No,
7: no. That's, I didn't go crook. that far. Didn't want to make. It, didn't want to put him off his dinner sets. That is crook. That is crook.
3: <laughs> now, as I said, the winter carnival has been yeah, one of the best in recent memory for Queensland. Yeah. With so many great horses and jockeys, all the great trainers bringing their, um, bringing their their stock to Queensland, and we're edging closer now to the end of the winter carnival. So we are. What are we looking forward to?
7: Well, just just on that quickly, I think you nailed it early on when you said the weather's been great, and I think that's been a massive key this year because all the forms stacked up. We haven't had any, you know, soft and heavy tracks to deal with. It's just been dry all the way through, and that's going to be the case again uh, through the week. And I think we're going to get 29 degrees on Monday. Would you believe? Which is just amazing. But uh, we've got high 20s or mid 20s on the weekend. Great day at Eagle Farm. The feature is the Group One. Uh, the Group 1 Tattersall's Tiara, which is the final Group 1 mm. race in Australia this season. So there you go.
3: Nice, nice. What about around the state?
7: Well, we race on the Polytrack at the Gold Coast. We race at Gatton. The Gatton Cup will be run and won on Saturday. Now, we also race at uh, Roma as a TAB meeting on the sand. We've got uh, country meetings at Gladstone, Laura and McKinlay. And then we're off to Rockhampton on Sunday. No Sunshine Coast meeting on Sunday. Uh, They're just getting the track ready for the massive Caloundra Cup Day next Saturday, which will signal the end of the Winter Racing Carnival.
3: Gatton Cup. I reckon there might be a few stragglers from the Ipswich Cup that would just sort of (laughs) just head a little bit more west. to another. Just taking them a week to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've got $50 for
7: this weekend. What am I putting it on? Uh, I reckon you could put uh, $30 of it on race two, number one, Ekaterina, who looks really well placed. Is this, at Eagle, also, is this at Eagle Farm? Yes, this is at Eagle Farm. She was all set to run in the tiara, but she got pelleted out of the group one. So she's in race number two against her own age, three-year-old fillies, and I think she'll be too good. And race five, we'll have, we'll have uh, $10 on number 11, Osmos, who I think is a very well-placed one of Gay Waterhouse Adrian Botts little bit of a freshen up. Looks so, as I said, well-placed. Just an awkward draw, but Timmy Clark will get her over okay. And we'll have $5 each way on the tiara. Race 7, number 8, Shalo at around $10, Sat. So race 7, number 8, each way. Race 5, number 11, the win. And race 2, number 1, the win.
3: Beautiful. There's my 50 for this weekend. That's my yep. lunch money my wife gives me. Uh, Queensland is racing. Oh, the action cool. continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Nelson, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.
7: Look forward to it, guys. Have a great weekend. Yeah, what are you really gambling
3: with? And for free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.